0: Hey guys, Rick here. My brothers created a website, and on that website, we have some very useful things that will be especially useful here in season four. It's mysoulcare.net. And, Will, what can they find there? This is a great place to
1: find all of our podcast episodes in one easy to access location. Just go to mysoulcare.net and click on the best thoughts podcast tab, and they're all right there. But even better, as we go through this season on Spiral Dynamics, there's going to be a couple of key illustrations that we post there that will help you understand better the concepts we're going through this season. So go there right now, mysoulcare.net.
0: Thanks, Will. And now for season four on Spiral Dynamics.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns.
0: And I'm Rick Johns. And we're back for a new year and a new
1: season. Happy New Year to you, Will. Thank you, Rick. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. We are incredibly excited to be doing yet another season. Yeah. And Rick, tell me a little bit about how your New Year is going so far
0: well it's 2022 i'm excited uh, I think like many of our listeners I'm glad to put 2021 in the dumpster i remember after 2020 we all got excited and thought oh good let's let's put that in the dumpster fire but it turns out 2021 was just another variant <laughs> i know i was i really set that up uh, yes 2021 really wasn't a new <laughs> So we're hoping, or or maybe you've given up hope. I've met a lot of people telling me, this is the new normal. It's always going to be a pandemic, always going to be a variant. Some Greek letter of variant will be out there. So I don't know. I'm I'm an optimist, and I'm just hoping
1: that maybe we can see some new days or some better things in 2022. Well, you, you know, Rick, I have at least one major thing that I'm grateful for in 2021. And that is that it was exactly a year ago that you and I sat down, not knowing anything of what we were doing and started a podcast. And, um, and I'm just very grateful for that uh, mm. because it kind of took off and, and we've had a pretty good listener group of listeners. And so thank you, everyone, for, for supporting this, sharing it with friends. Um, you've helped us to, to keep this going. I don't remember that at all, Will, but I'll take your word for
0: it. <laughs> Sounds like we did something kind of cool there. but <laughs> No, nah, I'm just kidding. It is fun to be part of, and we want to thank you listeners for sharing this with others, recommending it, and just for the little notes of encouragement and things that we've gotten. So this is an opportunity for us and something we enjoy just to share it in a creative way,
1: and hopefully in a way that's meaningful for you. And, and speaking of learning things, Rick, I'm very, very excited about our next topic for this season, which is spiral dynamics. And I'm guessing that most of our listeners have never heard of this term before, or if you have, you don't know what it's referring to. And it it just explains so much, but before Mm. we get into it, I think it's important for us to just give credit about where we stumbled on to this theory. So Rick, tell us... You know, how how did you come across this?
0: Yeah, guys, you're in for a treat with this season because this is not something that Will or I had ever heard except for a year or two ago, maybe two years now, when we were listening to a Rob Bell podcast, the Robcast. I think it was entitled Me, We, and Everyone. Mm-hmm. And that kind of piqued our curiosity and our attention. And we were really fascinated by the things in this spiral dynamic theory. And so we began doing some more research, reading, listening, and uh, went to Ken Wilber, has several books, a book called A Theory of Everything, which is really fascinating. Not a light read for those who enjoy interesting light reading. Nope, not Theory of Everything. Ken Wilber himself is quite a prolific author as well as a researcher. And uh, he attributes this spiral dynamic concepts to many many different experts and researchers across many disciplines. Okay. Uh, people such as Claire Graves, Robert Keegan, Abraham Maslow, uh, Lowe, which many people have heard of, Jane Lovinger. Uh, all these are people that contributed to this theory. It's a very researched, it's based on tons of data all across the world. And it's just kind of as, as Ken Wilber says, it's kind of starting to put together a theory of everything, of how do we explain life and look at life on this planet, and and maybe even more specifically a theory of consciousness, not just like bios, not just uh, existence, but how we think and develop and
1: grow. And what I love about this theory is not just that it was formed by across all the disciplines and, and it really hasn't been developed by just one person there's just so many people that have contributed to it but what i personally love about the theory is that as soon as i heard it it made sense to me of so many things that didn't make sense to me before i heard it exactly and so that's that's the great great value of of this theory from my perspective and you can judge it for yourself and if you go through this this season with us and you find that it's very unhelpful, then just disregard it. It's just a theory. But I'm guessing that there's a 99.9% chance that you will find it extremely helpful yeah. and enlightening. Uh, absolutely, Will. And I think
0: for me, it kind of sets out different stages. At least I I know they're referred to as spirals or uh, levels or phases, uh, stages is the word I kind of like. It's just kind of this developmental growth that the human race has taken. Maybe in world history, you can kind of look at it that way, or even that we take on a on a personal level, more um, micro level, in our own journey. And for me, that's extremely useful because there's so many times in our lives, and I know my listeners will relate to this, where you think, man. What is next? Like, I'm at this place and I just don't see what's around the corner. I don't know where this is headed. My life has not turned out the way I wanted it. And I think these stages actually give you an idea of where you should be going and how your growth and maturity should be taking place. And there's no judgment no matter what stage you may be at. Every stage is important, every stage is needed. But I find it really helpful to kind of see, oh, That's the next horizon. That's what God is trying to do in my life right now. He's trying to grow me to this next level,
1: and I'm not there yet. I love that, Rick. And and one of the key principles, we're going to say this over and over again uh, throughout this season, is that we grow by transcending and including the previous stage. And and so I love that about this theory— we don't leave the past stage behind. It's included in the next stage. And so, that that becomes really important, Will,
0: as you said, when it comes to evaluating, especially others in your life, because yes. it's not about I'm in a better stage, I'm in a more advanced stage, no. so therefore I'm superior to you. If that's if that's where you end up, you have missed the whole point. So that's good to make that point at the beginning.
1: Please, right off the bat, we have to make this caveat. Don't use this as a, as a template for judgment of other people. That would be a misuse of this material. It would be damaging to you and to others if, if that's how you take this. But we do want to make that caveat right away because this material is insightful into others as well as, it will give you insight into yourself, yeah. But it's not intended to be used as a form of judgment. In fact, at every stage, and Spiral Dynamics uses colors, and we'll get into that here in just a second. But at every color, every stage, there's both health and unhealth. Yep. There, there's a healthy way to to be in that stage, and there's an unhealthy way to be in that stage, and and so we need to pay attention to that. And and like you said, you may be at the very uh, bottom of the spiral uh, in the first stage, which is beige. And and that doesn't mean you're any worse than someone who's at the top. Because it depends if you're in the healthy part of your stage or the unhealthy part.
0: And that's important because what we want to do is we want to learn these stages in order to understand with compassion others. Yes. And you'll see... If you get stuck in a stage and get stuck in the unhealth of a stage, that's when you become very judgmental. That's when you go to war with people in other stages. And these stages really literally explain some of the wars that have been fought in our world and mm. are being fought right now. Yes. And whether they're actual physical, you know, violent uh, wars or they're political wars, I mean, the political wars in our country the last 10 years or 20 years have been getting more and more extreme. And I think these stages really help you to understand the other side. And that's why I'm so excited about us sharing this. Will, why don't you give us
1: a brief overview? Sure. So, one of the ways that we can categorize all of the colors, the seven stages that we're really going to focus in on, is with a simple model of me, we and everyone. And so with with me, this is where we all start developmentally is we have to develop a sense of ourselves, a sense of ego in a healthy way. We often use the word ego negatively to be like, oh, he's got such a big ego, you know, he needs to he's full of himself. But we need some sense of self. To function in a healthy way in the world, and so absolutely you, you think of how we, we treat little kids. Uh, I remember when I would would race my kids across the lawn, and guess what? I would let them win. Yeah, because <laughs> that just filled them with such joy and they would say, "Oh, I'm fast!" Yeah. I could beat my dad in a race. That was part of the way to kind of build up this this little me that needs the sense of self and sense of ego. And, and it seems to be hardwired into
0: us that with like babies, I mean, we just go crazy over them. And yes. babies, yes. there's a reason babies have big heads because we just, <laughs> <laughs> there's, it's innate like, oh, you're so cute. You're the most precious thing. Like we're just so many compliments uh, and you contrast that to adults. We would never say the things we say to a baby, to adults. Uh, we just go kind of crazy, and but it's it's developmentally important to build that sense of self-esteem
1: and ego when you're young. And then there's just basic needs that have to be met for survival. Uh, when you're young, you need food, you need shelter, you need water, right? You need warmth, uh, you need basic health care. Yeah. And so these needs, ideally, hopefully, you know, were met for you when you were a young child. And eventually, we begin to train ch- children how to think beyond themselves mm-hmm. towards we. And so now there's a move from me to we. And in we, it's, it's kind of like when children get involved in organized sports. So you have, you have a structure, you have the rules of the game, uh, if it's a team sport, you're playing with other team members. And so it's not just about how much I score personally, but how well our team does as a whole. Yeah. And so we're starting to help children developmentally move past just themselves and think about others and the concept of, you know, when I work with others as a team, we can get more done, we can win better than if I just focus on myself.
0: Yeah, and so that's when you enter school, you now become aware there's other little kids just like you, and guess what? They have opinions, and if you steal their toy, they let you know, and they bop you, and then you bop them, and you have to learn and grow to share, and you join things like a choir, or like you said, a sports team, or a band, or And you're learning how to collaborate, cooperate, get along with each other. And you start to learn the joy that comes when you have friends and you work together as a team. And so that's kind of a big transition from those toddler years when it's
1: all about you. And so in the we stage, uh, one of the beauties of it is children get this sense of belonging they feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. They have a sense of community. They have a sense. Um, usually, there is very clear rules and expectations about how they're to behave in the group. Yeah, uh, just like you mentioned, school. You go to school, and the teacher lays out the expectations. Right. You know, you're supposed to raise your hand before you ask a question. You need to ask permission before you go use the bathroom. There's all of these types of things, these expectations and rules that are laid out so everyone can get along. Yeah. And in our school
0: growing up, it was no tipping in your chairs. You remember that? (laughs) We had these chairs with these, I don't even know how to describe the legs. They were all like connected. It wasn't like four legs. It was like two rails on each side. And they're really awesome to tip in and you could just lean back in them like a rocking chair. And I guess that was bad for the chair, but they were obsessed in our school with no tipping. And of course, if you ever fell over, then the teachers would get really mad. And that, that was something that I did many times. And it made a loud noise and disrupted the class. And uh, maybe I'm a little unsympathetic to the teachers. Now as an adult, I recognize that could be a big pain. But I fell over many times and I got in trouble many times. Uh, for tipping
1: in the chair, no tipping. <laughs> See that—that's exactly what we're talking about. As you know, the the structure, the rules, the way to to make the environment work for everybody. Yeah. And so, like we said, you know, at each stage, there's health and unhealth, and we're going to explore this in depth when we get into the different colors that are associated with these categories. But just to kind of briefly touch on it, you know, at me, the health of me. Is that people get a sense of their strength, their power, their energy, what they can accomplish. And it's a wonderful thing. But at Unhealth it me, someone can become self-centered, self-obsessed, an egomaniac, where the whole world seems to revolve around them and they don't they don't spend any energy thinking about how they affect other people. Yeah. And so so me is is a stage that that we don't want to get stuck at, and we need to recognize at least you know the unhealth of that. And then moving to we, we sounds really really good, and it is good and it is needed. Remember, it's transcend and include. So the good parts of we are things that we want to maintain throughout our lives. But on the on the weakness or the unhealth side of we, uh, we can become judgmental towards those who are outside the we. yeah. So there's us, and we're good, and then there's them, and them are bad. Yep, yep. That's a huge thing, I think, in our world today,
0: and certainly there's a lot of people stuck in the unhealth of we and those middle stages, which we'll talk about later, but it becomes very much us, them, us, them. I'm on the right side. They're on the wrong side. I'm on the right side. They're on the wrong side, and so this is just really good. So, Will, how do we move to everyone, or what's what comes after we? What is this everyone stage?
1: So, so when we get to everyone, the typical story that you you would often hear is you know a young person grows up in their little community, and uh, they're taught like this is the way it is, and and everything that they've been taught growing up makes sense to them, and they see their place in that community, and that world. And then they go off to college, and they meet hundreds of other students who are coming from different we's, different yeah. groups, different tribes, different backgrounds. And they start talking to these individuals, and they realize, my group isn't the only one on the planet. Yeah. There's a bunch of other different perspectives out there. Yeah. And maybe they have uh, some wisdom that, that I don't have. Or maybe they're not as bad as I was taught they were. Or they're in classes where their
0: knowledge base is being expanded. And they're learning about philosophy, religion, world history, and all these things that expand them beyond their own little we.
1: Mm, yes. And so yes. college
0: yeah, does become that time, I think, for... Healthy people, for many healthy people, when they transition from we to everyone, recognizing we're part of a global world, that we are the human race, all of us, it's not us versus them, it's everyone, everyone is a human, even though they might be different or have different values or ways of looking at things or different cultural perspectives, it moves into that everyone mindset of, I'm still human
1: and so are they. And the beautiful thing about everyone and this stage and the stages that, that are uh, encompassed by everyone is you're just taking the we and expanding it to include the whole world. Yeah. So it's a really, really big we. Like we're all connected because we're all human. We're all sons and daughters of God. Yeah. And and so that's the largest we that we we can come up with <laughs> that yeah. that is is possible to to imagine or grasp right and and so what happens is it cures the unhealth of we that is kind of pitting us against them. you know yeah. this you're either in my group or you're out and if you're out, you're an enemy, you're bad, and I've got to fight you and and be upset with you. and instead, I can say, you know, I can still be part of a tribe. I can still be part of a group and and have compassion and love and an openness and friendly attitude towards someone that's not part of my group. Yeah, well, you
0: reminded me a big transition for me in my life personally was taking a class. I was doing my doctorate and my doctorate I did uh, at an evangelical school. Previously, all my education had been at Aventus Uh, Educational institutions, which were great, but of course, that's my tribe, that's the religion I was born into, that's the religion I've always uh, been part of and still am part of, and going to where I was exposed to many different versions of Christianity was, of course, helping me move past just us versus them, Adventist versus non adventist or whatever you want to say, but it was also a professor. And I'll never forget one thing he said to us, he said to us, he said, guys, I have never met a Muslim. And we looked at him like, wow, there's a lot of Muslims and how have you never met one? And he just waited and we all just stared at him like, I think this is going somewhere. And then he says, I've never met a Catholic. And we thought, well, okay, he's definitely met a Catholic. And then it was, I've never met a Jew. We're like, okay, there's a theme here. And he just kept going. You know, I've never met a Methodist. I've never met a Baptist. I've never met an atheist. I've never met. And he just kept going. And finally he, I don't know how many he went into, but finally he said at the end, he said, that's because all I ever meet are human beings. Mm. Mm. It was powerful. I, you can see to this day, I still remember it. It made a huge impact on me because he said it with such passion with just, this was his truth. I've never met these categories. All I've ever met is a human. Wow. And so he was someone that helped, you know,
1: expand my thinking beyond the we level. We don't meet categories. We meet human beings that we can relate to because we're human as well and so when we can set fear aside because sometimes in unhealthy we there's a lot of fear of the other of someone different from me someone from a different background tribe uh, somebody that looks different than i do yeah and we we can set that fear aside and have this openness to connect to all kinds of people and it can be very fun and very exciting uh, when we enter into these everyone stages. And what excites me, Will,
0: is if we could get this out there and people could embrace it and start to understand it, it really, really would change the
1: world. Yes.
0: It just absolutely would. Once you kind of see these stages, the development, the levels, Um, It could really change how we interact, how we deal with each other in ways that I think are very practical, which is another thing I love about
1: this. And we'll get into this more as well as we go through the series, Rick. But one thing to add to that is the, the, the theory says that in unhealth, we look back with disdain and forward with fear. So whatever stage we might be at, we look at the stage behind us and we say, oh, you know, they are so primitive or so yeah. you know, whatever. And we judge with disdain, which is unhealthy, uh, because we need to to include the health of that stage in our movement forward, and then we look forward with terror and fear. Ah, oh, it's so scary. It's so, you know, I don't understand it. It's got to be bad. Yeah. And, and what the theory can help us do is move into health where we can look back with appreciation and include the health of previous stages, which are necessary and essential to wherever we're at. And we can look forward with positive expectation that that's that mm-hmm. step and stage ahead of me is also good. Yeah, There's health there. Yes, there's unhealth and there's things that we've got to watch out for when we get there, but there's health there as well. And so we don't have to fall into that unhealthy pattern of judgment, disdain, and fear. Well said.
0: And I think for me, Will, as we kind of wrap this up, this is the part that is meaningful to me, just to understand the stages so that i can have kind of a framework for my own growth because there's so many times i've been through kind of traumatic life you know altering experiences and i've thought oh my goodness like my whole life's out the window it's a waste like everything i've worked for is gone or something along those lines and now when you have these stages you say no all of this is breaking me open to the next level it's it's moving me somewhere, even when it's sometimes painful or difficult or just not what you expected, if you know these stages, if you bring God into it and make it a spiritual journey, then there's growth that can occur. And I think it just always is kind of gently pushing you up the
1: spirals. (laughs) You're
0: spiraling upward.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned the pain part of it, Rick, is that often if the stage that we're currently in is just basically working for us, then we don't feel the need to move and transcend and include and move up to <laughs> Very the next true. one. Yeah. So, so we might, it's possible to just kind of hang out in one of these uh, stages for our entire lives. Yeah. And, and that's, that can be fine if someone is in the healthy part of that stage, but, but when, when it no longer works, that's when we're willing to expand our horizons and find the growth that's available when we move to the next stage. Absolutely.
0: So Will, what would you leave us with today and give us a little snippet of what we can look forward to
1: next week? So, and let me just cover real quick, the rest of the season, we're gonna be talking about the colors. Uh, The Spiral Dynamics labels each stage with a color. And the stages go in this order. Beige, purple, red, blue, orange, green, yellow, turquoise. All right, so memorize that everyone. So you got to memorize that before next week. No, you don't. (laughs) We'll be talking about these colors a lot and you'll know exactly what they represent and what they stand for. But next week, we're going to hit two colors, beige and purple. And these are kind of the foundational colors, uh, the foundational stages, uh, they, they correspond uh, with the me category that we discussed today. So it's it's what where we all start in the journey. And I found the insights of Spiral Dynamics on these two colors to be incredibly profound for me personally. Yeah,
0: great. Well, we look forward to doing that. And I think our, our listeners are really going to enjoy going through each of these colors to understand them and see how they can apply them in their lives
1: that's right rick i can't wait to dive into beige and purple next week this theory is so insightful it's so profound Uh, it's going to be amazing as we dive into this together thank you everyone for joining us on today's episode you've been listening to best thoughts with dr rick johns and me dr will johns happy new year everyone